folks, welcome to episode number five of the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, we are looking at the Heidelberg Catechism. The Heidelberg Catechism was chosen because of its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. We are in Lord's Day number 5. What is important for you to know is that Lord's Day number 5 is the beginning of the second part of the Heidelberg Catechism titled Our Redemption. This second part is comprised of Lord's Days number 5 through 31. It discusses our need for a Redeemer, the importance of faith, the Apostles' Creed, justification, the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper, and much more. This second part will indeed be rich with discussion and with content. Right off the bat, this section of the Heidelberg Catechism begins with four really important questions. Let's begin with question number one. It is a little long, but follow it with me. It states, since then, by the righteous judgment of God, we deserve temporal and eternal punishment. How may we escape this punishment and be again received into favor? Remember that in Lord's Day number 4, we highlighted the mercifulness of God. We also highlighted His justice, that God is a just God, and therefore, He has to punish sin. But how do we escape such punishment? How do we then walk and enter into His favor? The answer that is given by the Heidelberg Catechism is this. God wills that His justice be satisfied. Therefore, we must make full satisfaction to that justice, either by ourselves or by another. Notice that it states that we must make full satisfaction to that justice, either by ourselves or by another. But who is righteous? The book of Romans says that none is righteous. So how do we escape such a judgment? It is certainly something that we are incapable of doing. Enter Jesus. Paul in Romans chapter 8 verses 3 and 4 says the following. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. In other words, God offered his own son to die on our behalf to satisfy his wrath. The Bible speaks of God's wrath having to be satisfied because he's a holy and just God. Which leads us then to the second question in Lord's Day number 5. Can we ourselves make the satisfaction? The answer is an emphatically certainly not. On the contrary, we daily increase our guilt. As mentioned in previous podcasts, we are corrupted as mankind. We are born fully into sin. We are depraved. We are certainly not able by our own righteousness, so to speak, to satisfy the demands of God's holy justice. That's why Jesus, for instance, in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 says, And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. We need someone to accomplish the forgiveness of our sins, and that, folks, can only be God. That is why Jesus in the Lord's Prayer gives us the example of going to God the Father to ask Him to forgive us of our debts, the debts of our sin. So what is clear is that we personally cannot provide satisfaction for God's wrath on our own. Which leads us to the third question in Lord's Day number five. 
Can any mere creature make satisfaction for us? Implied here is perhaps the reality of the Old Testament sacrifice system, where a creature or an animal would have to be sacrificed to satisfy the demands of God's justice. A sacrifice was given for the atonement of sin, and therefore that meant God's satisfaction for that time being. But that never was God's full plan. That would later be unraveled fully in the person of Jesus Christ. And to that we will talk more about later. But let's look at the answer provided to us by the Heidelberg Catechism. No mere creature can, none. For first, God will not punish any other creature for the sin which men committed. And further, no mere creature can sustain the burden of God's eternal wrath against sin and redeem others from it. The implications are clear. No mere creature can satisfy the wrath of God. That is why Psalm 130 verse 3 says, If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Obviously, we cannot stand against God's wrath and justice, and neither can any animal or sacrifice. But sacrifice requires death. And that is why Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 through 18 highlights the death of the one who came to destroy the power of death and of the devil. Let's read those verses. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren." that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Let me explain to you quickly the word propitiation, which is the Greek word hilasterion. In 1 John 2, 2, Christ is called the propitiation for our sins. This word refers to a reconciliation by blood. On the great day of atonement, the high priest carried the blood of the sacrifice that he offered for all the people within the veil, the Holy of Holies, and sprinkled it on the mercy seat, and so he made propitiation. From the text that we read in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 through 18, Jesus is the high priest that makes propitiation. The major difference, however, is that he's not only the high priest, he's also the sacrifice. The high priest was a mediator, one who was to redeem God's people from their sin. Which leads us then to the final question in Lord's Day number 5. What kind of mediator and redeemer then must we seek? The answer is one who is a true and righteous man and yet more powerful than all creatures, that is, one who is also true God. This answer obviously gives us the understanding that the one mediator, the one redeemer, who is not just like a mere creature or any other creature must not only be more powerful than all creatures, but he also must be God himself. And the Bible tells us that that man is Jesus Christ. Listen to how Paul describes Jesus Christ, this man. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. 
Then the Apostle Paul concludes, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Religious systems around the world have tried to preach a salvation that is by works, is what you do that gets you saved. But God is self-sufficient. He does not need anything. Romans chapter 11 verse 34 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord, and who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? You see, God cannot be repaid because he is God. And the payment for our salvation cannot be accomplished on our own because we are not good enough. What a sobering reality. A reality, though, that does give us freedom to understand that we can just rely on the grace of God. That grace is that which is given to us that we do not deserve. It reminds me of God's grace and also His kindness that we have in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 speaks of that. In verse 6 it says, And raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by, by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Well, as always, folks, thanks for listening to the Preacher's Devo podcast. Feel free to share this with your friends and with your family, and also with your co-workers. I am your host, Daniel Messina, and until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in